I'll be looking at how Hitler consolidated power in Germany in 1933 and 1934. So first up, let's talk about governmental and administrative change. Hitler changed Germany's bureaucratic institutions, and he did this first of all to remove his political opponents. Thus, by the end of 1933, the Nazis were the only official party. One of the first steps Hitler took was being able to control the law courts. He created the New People's Courts and the Special Courts in March 1933. And in October 1933, lawyers had to join the German Lawyers Front and swear their loyalty to Hitler. Next came the removal of alien elements. On the 7th of April 1933, the law for the official reform of the civil service was passed. And this essentially meant that alien elements, by which we mean Jews or political opponents, were removed from the courts, education and the civil service. Thus the existing civil service stayed in place, but really it lost its influence, as this was because the NSDAP increasingly set up its own specialist agencies to develop and execute policies. The SPD leader Otto Wels fled into exile in June after the party was banned, and soon after other parties dissolved themselves. On the 14th of July, the law against the formation of new parties was passed, and by November 1933, the NSDAP had won 92% of the election votes, 8% of which was spoiled. In November 1933, the NSDAP won 92% of the election votes, the remaining 8% were spoiled votes. In January 1933, the law for the reconstruction of the state was passed. Elected state assemblies were dissolved, right governors were created, with Nazi Galleiters often being appointed to these positions. Having eliminated opposition political parties, the Nazis then focused on trade unions. On the 2nd of May 1933, all trade union officials were seized, with the trade unions being replaced by the DAF, otherwise known as the Nazi Trade Union. Alongside this, the Nazis began to violently remove their opponents. The SA murdered about 500 people, with 100,000 political opponents being arrested. From March 1933, the SA had been violently overthrowing many state governments, so that the right government had to appoint their own commissioners. So what really were the political threats which Germany and Hitler in particular faced? Most generals agreed with Hitler's ideas about German nationalism, rearmament, and they were typically anti-left wing. Yet Hitler remained very wary of the army. So in recapping about how Hitler established political control and authority, he banned all other trade unions in May 1933 and established his own DAF instead. And in considering the threats to Hitler, arguably the army was one of the most powerful, as although they did support his ideas about German nationalism and they were anti-left wing, they were also a considerable threat. One of the greatest steps Hitler took to asserting his authority and consolidating power was the Night of the Long Knives in 1934. And this essentially was a purge of his SA. He also piggybacked this by assassinating political opponents. So what were the motives behind the Night of the Long Knives? Firstly, there was Nazi infighting. Himmler, who is one of Hitler's allies, wanted the SS 
to be removed from the control of the SA. Alongside this, Goering res resented Ernst Röhm, who was the leader of the SA, and he led Hitler to believe that Röhm was planning a coup. Alongside this, Hitler needed the support of the elite. Röhm had continued to speak of a second revolution to fulfil the socialist points of the 25-point programme, and in response, Hitler feared an elite backlash. An example of Hitler losing the support of the elite was when Papen had publicly criticised the SA with Hindenburg's approval. Furthermore, and perhaps most importantly, the army disliked the SA, and German's military was still run by the elite. So what happened at the Night of the Long Knives? The purge, which was named Operation Hummingbird, lasted from the 29th of June to the 2nd of July in 1934. Overall, 90 opponents of Hitler were murdered, including over 50 SA leaders. The impact of this was that the Night of the Long Knives marked a watershed in Hitler's dictatorship. He crushed the radical SA, murdered his opponents and won the support of the elites, most importantly the army. On the 3rd of July 1934, Hitler passed a law legalising the actions, having gained acceptance of his actions, and legalised the murders of his opponents. The SS became independent of the SA and under Hitler's personal command. So in terms of the aftermath of the Night of the Long Knives, just to recap that, we know that the SA became independent of the SA, having been under Ernst Röhm's control before. And Hitler justified his actions by passing a law on the 3rd of July to just to legalise the purge. And finally, Hitler used the knife and long knives to assassinate any potential opponents. And in terms of the motives behind the Night of the Long Knives, we know it was driven by a fear of Nazi infighting and a need to quell this. Most importantly, it was between Himmler and Goering and Ernst Röhm. The last step towards Hitler becoming the Führer was the death of President Hindenburg. On the 1st of August 1934, Hitler passed a law concerning the head of state and the German Reich. He merged the offices of President and Chancellor into Führer and Reich Chancellor. And on 20, the 2nd of August 1934, Hindenburg passed away, and as such Hitler became the Führer of Germany. And as head of the only political party allowed in Germany, all the power rested in his hands. Following this, the German armed forces took an oath of personal loyalty to Hitler. It stated, I will render unconditional obedience to Adolf Hitler, the Führer. It's quite interesting how Hitler decided to do this oath of loyalty to himself and deliberately chose to not do it to Germany, the country. So if you talk about the impact of Hindenburg's death, we know that Hindenburg died on the 2nd of August 1934, and following this, Hitler became the Führer of Germany. And as there was a single party state by this point, all the power lay in his hands. And if we return to the issues of the political opponents and how the Nazis removed these threats, we know that the SPD was banned, and so Otto Welsh, the leader of the party, fled in June. Following this, the law against the formation of new parties was passed, and in the election, of 1933 in November, the NSDAP won 92% of the votes, with the remaining 8% being spoiled. And finally, the law for the reconstruction of the state was passed, 
where elected state assemblies were dissolved and Reich governors were created. And finally, we must remember that as Hitler became the Führer, he received an oath of loyalty from his army. And it's most important that it was to him personally, not to Germany itself. Thank you very much for listening to this episode about Hitler consolidating power in 1933 and 1934. Next time, we'll be talking about this terror state and the instruments of repression. If this episode has got you in the mood for more revision, then head over to SenecaLearning.com where you can revise all of your A-level subjects absolutely free. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, then you will find a link in the bio. But if not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. While you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our revised podcasts, which cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.